welcome to another episode of Horror Homeroom Conversations. I'm Elizabeth Irwin. I'm Gwen Hoffman. Don Keatley. And on today's episode, we are ranking our top 10 favorite horror film old people. Witches, religious zealots, and haunted widowers are just some of the character types that often get read as old in cinematic horror. But who gets that label and why? Our list today break down the best of the best of these performances and challenge traditional notions of age. So stay tuned. So why do we do this list? Wasn't it that we were in appreciation of Older Americans Day or something uh, like that? Yes, May is Elder Month, I believe it's called. I can look for the exact title. Elder um, Month, that makes them sound like the Elder Wand in Harry Potter or something. It does. Like I was excited because I feel I like know. we're getting elderly <laughs> as the days pass. Sweet. Us. I told you I've got age dysmorphic disorder. <laughs> It is actually Older Americans Month. I'm not gloating right now. <laughs> no, not you at might all. be able to see it through the microphone, but what does older Americans mean anyway? Maybe that yeah, definitely a something going on here with definition. Yeah, we might have um, to unpack that. Because I, I can so. tell you from my list, I was pretty far on the chronological scale when it came to <laughs> picking older. Like I didn't really necessarily say, hey, thirties, forties, fifties. I was kinda like mm, like, 150s are not old? No, they're not. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> not go Absolutely not. Um, let me slide my chair over. Yeah. <laughs> But we probably should talk about like how we created our list because I know when I was sitting at home, I thought, well, what does it mean to even be old? Oh, I went straight geezer. <laughs> is, that, is that like the uh, politically correct term? <laughs> I really don't know. I'm in my Archie Bunker chair. Probably not. <laughs> probably not. So, straight geezer, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, with your, sure. With your unranked list. How did you uh, know? <laughs> oh, I feel such love. I was hoping you were going to surprise her and be like, no, I have one a top day, ten. No. One day she's going to surprise us <laughs> and actually rank them. But do you have you have been um, catering to our needs for order by I giving have. us your favorite? Do you have that? This I time? do have a favorite, okay. hands down. Oh, okay. So I kind of broke mine down into really, really horrible representations yeah. of older okay. people, of as well as <laughs> better representations of older people, because I kind of wanted to put them both in there to show that they're out there. I'll tell you, when I went through my list, like, first of all, they're overwhelmingly women. So there's a lot of, like, hmm. nasty women that are depicted out there. So that's the other reason that I kind of wanted to break mine into two. So, on the bad... These are great films, let me say that. They're great films, but they don't always have the best representation of older Americans, but sometimes with a, a purpose. So I have, of course, Taking of Deborah Logan. So 2014, Deborah Logan played by Jill Larson. I know how you feel about Jill Larson. Yeah, she was on All My Children, all my children. and yes, One Life yeah. to Live. She was Ursula. For those of you that don't know, Liz is a big soap fan. She put the, the bomb cake in Steve's wedding. <laughs> That's I all can't. I know. That's all I know. I can't right now. Well, I watched, yeah, I watched all my children for close to a decade, so. <gasps> She's one of us. Yeah. <laughs> one of y'all. <laughs> I barely watch TV. <laughs> but but we digress. Yes, yeah, so, of Deborah Logan. I'm good at that. Yeah. Um, so I really, I, I love that film. It's a fantastic film. There is a purpose behind her change in the film. So I don't think that she's a horrible depiction of older women, but she is a pretty scary woman in this film. 
Uh, next, I have Caretaker. It's very much in the thread of the taking of Deborah Logan. It definitely doesn't do it as well as taking of Deborah, Deborah Logan. It's a 2016 film, and Birdie is the older woman, and she's played by Sondra Blake. If you Google this film, first of all, I don't even know if you can find it on Wikipedia. Huh. There's not a lot of good reviews about it, except for maybe mine, but I Did loved this Did you review it? So I had it in my films about caretaking. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. Because um, that's when I was really pissed at the world for having to put me in a caretaking role. And um, But I, there's a, a scene in this film that involves dancing and music that I loved. So at least watch it for that. You, you might even be able to Google that that part of the film. And the Skeleton Key from 2005. That's a good one. So you have Violet and Ben Devereaux as the older Americans in that film, Southerners. Sorry, folks. We have some pretty scary depictions of, of older Americans in, in that film. Don't Breathe. So that's one of my mm. only men on the list besides, you know, Violet's husband in, in Skeleton Key. So Don't Breathe is 2016. You have the blind man. Boy, he's scary. Yeah. Very able-bodied, very strong, very menacing. But you all know how we feel about that film because you've, you've listened to our <laughs> podcast on that. Um, then next I have Rosemary's Baby. I couldn't have a list without 1968 Rosemary's Baby because you have Minnie and Roman cast of it. Boy, they creep me out. <laughs> yes. Those guys, I would not run and run into in a dark alley. And I'm certainly not drinking any juice they give me. <laughs> but and So that's the, the bulk of my bads. But they're all mm. movies that I loved. There was one movie that I think will probably end up on a lot of people's lists if you think about older Americans, is The Visit. I effing hate that movie. That's awful movie. And I thought it was just a gross, disgusting depiction of mental health as well as mm-hmm. older people. So that's why I hate it so much. So I guess maybe it deserves a shout-out for how terrible it is on so many levels. It is. So anyway, but then I have my good. I have the Insidious films. I can't break it down to one. You have your Blight and Black. You have The Man Who Can't Breathe. But I specifically put it on the good side because I have Elise Rainier played by Lynn Shea. Yeah. I love Lynn Shea. She's so fantastic. And she is like your your moral compass throughout those films. And I thought that they did a really good job with her. Mm. And I think when um, when the last key was coming out, there was a mm-hmm. lot of press about how great it is to have an older woman yeah. starring in this franchise. I agree. So she's I think she's done a lot for older women in horror. I do too. And so that kind of feeds into a similar role. So you have Poltergeist and you have Tangina, played by Zelda Rubinstein. Oh, Zelda. Similar kind of a role, like almost like an Elizabeth Warren-ish, you know, type <laughs> role, you know, in those conjuring films. But I oh, love Elizabeth Warren. Though. Right? It took me a minute too. <laughs> Uh, why did I say it? Yeah, no. Yeah, why did I? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. Lorraine. Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Yeah. See, so you okay, guys well, caught me in my, I my liberal. politician. Yeah. yeah. In Lorraine Warren. You yeah, you're going to have to edit yeah. that part out. Um, but it, she's in that similar role. But I love Tangina in Poltergeist. So I think she's a pretty positive depiction. I have Lake Placid, of course, 1999, because yes. of Betty White. Just because, again, we all agree that she can do no wrong. So I think that she does a fantastic <laughs> job. I have Beetlejuice, 1988, because of Juno the Caseworker. I Good love call. Juno the Caseworker that- in Beetlejuice because she's the one that kind of guides people through their afterlife. Yeah. And she is very matter-of-fact, and, and I think that they couldn't have done it without her. And then my last mm. one is the whole American Horror Story series because... It did so much with the addition of Kathy Bates, Jessica Lange, and Frances Conroy for showing older women in a positive and powerful and sexy and smart kind of a way in all of the different seasons 
that I think that that's definitely notable. Yeah. So there's my list. As far as my favorite film on that, it's Taking of Deborah Logan. That didn't, yeah. that didn't even beat Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice, but I love Taking Deborah Logan. That's a flawless film. Those Except for really... when she disjoints her, her jaw. That's a weird. That <laughs> when she's swallowing the snake. Yeah, that's super, <laughs> yeah, that's super weird. Yeah. Sorry, but. That's a really good list. Thank you. You, you surprised me with a few of them. The oh. Beetlejuice one, definitely. Yeah, Juno, Two man. thumbs up for that one. Yo, yeah. I knew a woman that used yeah. to smoke out of her tray. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there like a PSA about uh, that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Well, I think there may be some overlap here. And well, you said you went in a different direction, but I I've did. definitely got some overlap with, with you. And then I've clearly got one film on here that you're both going to hate. But <laughs> I guess before jumping into the 10th, I want to give a shout out to the Harbinger. That's the old crazy person who rides around warning everyone in slasher films that they're doomed. Oh, um, because I think that, that could be one of the roles that old people play, but he's it's the guy on the bicycle in Friday the 13th, and then they play on that in Cabin in the Woods with the Harbinger at the gas station. And then the in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the guy at the gas station. Wrong turn. Yeah. Wrong turn. So that that's, however much it's played for creepiness, it's at least an old person who's got a little wisdom going mm -hmm. on. Because, yeah, old people do not fare well in horror films. <laughs> old women in particular. And I guess there are a lot of films on my list that just kind of exploit old women for jump scares. Mm -hmm. That seems to have been a thing. And that's actually, I, I put The Exorcist on my list at number 10. Because of Damien Karras's mother, who's in a hospital at oh, one point. Oh, yeah. And there's really kind of a nightmarish scene, well, when she's in the hospital, but then he, the, the demon sort of later takes on Damien's mother's body and face. And she kind of embodies everything that Damien Karras is afraid of and is struggling with, like the body, flesh decaying, decrepitude, mortality, frailty. It all kind of gets centered in his mother. And that's why the the devil has a hold on him because Damien is afraid of all of that stuff. In the novel, he sees a homeless person and just feels contempt for him. Like it's what the priest can't overcome is like contempt for the body. And it's in an old woman, in his mother specifically, who he loves but also hates. Um, I guess nine, I put Dead Silence. Mm -hmm. It's the first oh. film that James Wan directed, and it's actually not very good. But the the old woman is like a central character, Mary Shaw, who is interesting in that she has refused reproduction. Like, she just has hundreds of dolls. And so there's this weird <laughs> thing going on. And again, it's not like a great message, folks, that so you can read it that way. But, you know, like there's something really creepy about this old woman because she never married, because she never had children. For number eight, I put Paranormal Activity 3 because Ooh. the big scare at the end of that film is when the young characters, you know, the young couple, the first time in the Paranormal Activity franchise when we really see the witches and they're, you know, found footage. We just, I think the guy opens the door and there's this just seething group of older women um, and they're supposed to be scary I actually found that really objectionable um, and the, the franchise really plays with old women as disgusting and, and just terrifying 
So that's a good film despite that. And number seven is It Follows, which also does the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like most of the people who follow Jay are older people, including the most famous scene where the old woman in the hospital gown is coming after her. And I think that's the most significant of her followers because it really sort of amps up the theme of the film about, you know, what follows you is old age and death and it's going to get you eventually. Jay is kind of doubled with that with that older woman. Six is Rosemary's Baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like, however much you hate and are terrified of Minnie and Roman Castavet, they're not like the old people in all the other films I've mentioned. Like, they're actual real people. Yeah. Empowered. They're not decaying yeah. or anything like decaying. that. Exactly. Why they're scary is not because of how they look, which mm -hmm. I think is the case of all the others. Although her right. sense of fashion is a little off-putting. <laughs> 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 but no, you're absolutely right. Because, yeah, like, old people... And it's really disturbing that old people appear in horror films... And they're terrifying because of how they look. Yeah. Right. So thank God for Minnie and Roman Castavet. And they're, you know, being devil's disciples. That's better than just looking. Which is funny because a lot of times I think the older people signify your mortality. Like you said, yeah. in, in It Follows. And in fact, they signify kind of the gateway to immortality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, I put the visit number five. Ooh, Sorry. but it's true. It is a horrible uh, yeah, elder couple. But it's a good yeah. couple, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Except for all the fecal humor. It plays on why old people are terrifying to people. Yeah. All yeah. the ways in which they're mm -hmm. terrifying. That they, you know, they're the way in which they kind of revert to a sort of infantile state. Yeah, the feces, mm -hmm. losing control of your body, losing control of your mind. mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, they represent all of that, and it's definitely an exploitative film, and it's not a very good film, but it really showcases how old people are exploited in horror, but also actually how it is kind of horrifying to get old. Yeah, And that, one, that film also kind of always tied back into Hansel and Gretel with me, because when oh, yeah. she's trying oh, to yeah. get him into the oven, yeah. <laughs> it just kind of evokes that in my head, and how a lot of times women have been used forever especially older women, as that kind of yeah. thing. Well, devouring youth, like yeah. destroying yeah. youth. I mean, it's not it's not enough to just be old and show that youth ends, but in the Hansel and Gretel myth, you know, like the old people are actually out to destroy young people because mm -hmm. that's how young people feel about older people. Mm -hmm. Number four is uh, quickly through to the end, 13 Cameras. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Oh, I haven't seen that one. This is a man. Um, other than Roman Castavet, the only man really here. He He's a very creepy landlord who has cameras set up and is watching his tenants. He's about the, the same age as the actor in Don't Breathe. But again, like, he is the locus of revolt. Like, he really is kind of a not good character. But the young people who live in his apartment just loathe him because he's old. And, like, mm -hmm. he smells bad and he looks creepy. So I thought that was interesting. I put Don't Breathe at number three. Number two is, I won't say any more about Don't Breathe. We've talked about it at length <laughs> and it's on Gwen's list. The Leech Woman was yes. from 1960. Oh, good I call. Put, yeah. I love, like, this is actually a, like, a kind of empowering film about getting old. It's about a young woman, younger woman, actually sort of early middle-aged, 
who finds a potion that will turn her young. And she takes it, of course, because why would you want to be an old woman? Um, <laughs> and the, the film makes that point. Like, old women are screwed in our society. So you will do anything to be young again. And it's about how she has to kill people to, you know, rejuvenate herself. And finally, being old is worse than being dead is the mm -hmm. theme of the film. Mm -hmm. And lastly, I put at number one, The Taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah. Because oh, nice. it is a really, really good portrait of a older woman with Alzheimer's and, and blends like dementia in with the supernatural in a way that doesn't feel exploitative. I agree. Um, yeah. yeah. Those are really good lists. You guys have me rethinking what I did, actually. <laughs> no cycle sluts on this one? So not on this particular oh, okay. one. But I did go a little bit of a different direction. My list has completely women on it. And in thinking about like how I was going to define old, it yeah. struck me that characters that I thought of as old as a kid, so like Mrs. White and Carrie or Gwen Mayfield and the Witches, they don't read as old to me anymore. <sighs> probably because I'm within spitting distance of those ages of those actors. So I decided on a little bit of a different rubric. I decided to define old as famous actors put out to pasture by Hollywood mm. and who found refuge in horror, which means that oh. this list is sort of like a hodgepodge of high exploitation and sort of just fangirl bias. So the fangirl definitely comes in at number 10. I went with Mrs. Bickerman from Lake Placid, 1999. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to go with Betty White. But I think it's really kind of cool that now Betty White is known for the archetype of sort of the potty mouth older person. But when this came out, she was still primarily known as sweet and lightness from yeah. the Golden Girls yeah. or even like the sex pot from Mary Tyler Moore. So I like the way this film redefined how a generation knew her and gave her this like really kind of crusty acerbic reputation and plus it's Betty White so as yeah. you said one thing we can all agree do on no is wrong. she can do no wrong Number nine, I went with Amanda Harper from Lady in White, which is 1988. Mm -hmm. And Amanda is played by Catherine Hellmond, who most people are going to know from either Soap or Who's the Boss. So that was Mona from yeah, Who's the Boss. Yeah, I was going to say, definitely not from Soap. <laughs> well, I knew her from Soap. <laughs> and it's a really kind of interesting performance because it's a very quiet performance. And she's a woman of a certain age who lives alone. And the kids of the neighborhood have certain perceptions of her because she's this single woman living alone in a house and I thought it was kind of interesting how it plays with how our culture mm -hmm. views women like that. Number eight I went with El Zora from Eve's Bayou that's played by Diane Carroll who is fantastic and she plays a fortune teller and it's kind of implied that she's a witch and I like her performance in this because Diane Carroll is sort of known as being tremendously beautiful. But in this film, they really dial in on making her just as haggy. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. But really dial in on making her sort of grotesque and like this quintessential hag. And I like that there is that connection between like a rejection of beauty standards as you hit a certain age and also how that rejection of beauty standards translates as something not right to other people who surround you. So that's a really great movie, too. I have to give yeah. a plug for Eve's Bayou. I think it's a brilliant Southern Gothic movie. Number seven is Countess Renevjaka. What We're going to say one more, it. One more time? I can't believe you're going to make me Super do this. califragilistic? Countess R. She's in The Queen of Spades, and it's from 1949. <laughs> so it's a movie you will never, ever watch. Yeah, no. Gwen. Yeah. 
Dawn might watch it, but I don't think you'll watch it. She's played by Edith Evans, and if you like classic British movies, you'll probably recognize her. She was in Tom Jones and the Whispers. I think that's probably what most people know her by. She plays this character who everyone thinks has sold her soul to the devil, and... Ultimately, she's this woman who has this crazy agency where she's gotten rich by gambling. So, again, this is like the late 40s that this character is being introduced. And it's such a weird performance. And it's marked by, like, all these good indicators of otherness. And I think it's really worth a watch if you dig classic horror. And I know that's not for everyone, but for those of us who do, definitely check out The Queen of Spades. Number six, I went with Lucy Cutler in Straight Jacket from 1964. I thought about Straight Jacket. <gasps> that was like a jacket. narrow miss on my film. Played on my by Joan Crawford yeah. because yeah. you got to have Joan Hell Crawford on this list. And it is, it takes that historical woman trope and it like puts it on crack. Yeah. It's such a crazy movie. It starts when Lucy is released from a psych ward. Yeah. And <laughs> after she's beheaded her cheating husband. Yeah. Right? Is that? Yeah. That's, I'm pretty such, sure that's, that's right. such a Scooby-Dooby-Doo movie. Yes. And like, well, these murders. Exactly. Like, the murders start popping up and everyone's like, oh, well, obviously it's Lucy because, you know, <laughs> she's the crazy lady. But. It's such a good movie. It is. And what's fun about it, too, is like there was that big discussion of women in freezers Mm -hmm. on TV, but this (laughs) inverts it. It's the dudes that are in the freezer. So definitely check out Lucy Cutler from Straight Jacket. One of my favorites. Yeah. That was directed by William Castle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I thought so. And I know a lot of people probably would go with Whatever Happened to Baby Jane for both her and someone else who will be appearing on our list. But I feel like Straight Straight Jacket's the one. It's a good movie. Yeah. So number five, we're getting into like really my favorite. So brace yourself. Number five is Auntie Rue from Who Slew Auntie Rue (laughs) from 1971. It's Shelley Winters. So if you know anything about Shelley Winters, you already know that it's going to be completely bonkers and ridiculous. It has so many great parts. It has mummified kid remains, and it's so, so campy. And Auntie Rue is an interesting character because she's deeply delusional because of the death of her daughter. So you should feel sympathy for her, but trust me, you won't because she's <laughs> really, really messed up. And But you get a really fun and shocking reinterpretation of Hansel and Gretel, which made me oh, think of what yeah. you mentioned oh. because it definitely flips what you're expecting. Number four is Adele Bruckner from What's the Matter with Helen, also 1971. And I'll say that Who Slew Auntie Rue and What's the Matter with Helen – If you can find the DVD, it's like Midnight Classics. They're on either side of the DVD. So, But this time it's played by Debbie Reynolds, but Shelley Winters also makes an appearance. (laughs) There is also Agnes Moorhead. So you have the holy trio (laughs) right in this movie. If that's not enough, I don't know what will be. So Helen, along with Adele, opens up like a Shirley Temple-like dance school. And they moved to Hollywood to escape judgment for being the mothers of convicted killers. Do with that what you will. I think it's amazing. There's this really fabulous, awkward lesbian subtext that is so delusional and speaks of such trauma. And so it's right up my alley. <laughs> delusional? <laughs> delusional, lesbian subtext, you know. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing. This is me. <laughs> Number three is Irene Trent from The Nightwalker from 1964. And I had to have something 
something with Barbara Stanwyck because oh, yeah. she is my absolute favorite. You're like curling up with glee right now. Oh my god, because this is my opportunity to give like older movies yeah. and not be routinely mocked. So I went all in. <laughs> this is kind of more a traditional mystery, I guess you would say, with some horror elements. It begins by Barbara Stanwyck's character, Irene, begins to doubt her sanity. And so you have like the creepy house and the cuckoo clock and the suspicious characters. And it's sort of a taut psychological thriller. And I think if you like Barbara Stanwyck, you have to watch this movie because there's literally montages on YouTube of just her screaming in the movie. Because (laughs) I don't know necessarily that it's the best choice, but it's definitely an entertaining choice. Number two is Charlotte Hollis from Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte from 1964. Again, this movie is jam-packed with actors who are amazing. You've got Betty Davis, Olivia de Havilland, again, Agnes Moorhead, and even Mary Astor. It's a fun one, too. This is the movie that I remember most as a kid being creeped out by because I was at my friend's house and her mother was watching it. And I just remember Betty Davis coming down the stairs with a box and in it had like her lover's hand. And I thought, what is this? This is, of course, meant for me. There's a lot of suspicion and gaslighting going on. So if you like that kind of stuff, it's really good. It's also really tragic and complicated. So I think this movie, out of all of them, the ending is kind of sad when you think about, like, the bigger context for the character. And number one is a movie that I have mentioned before, but it bears mentioning again, and that's Violet Venable from Suddenly Last Summer, which is 1959. It is American Southern Gothic. It's amazing. The one character... The man, he gets consumed by a horde of cannibalistic children after he's abused the children on the island. This is played by Catherine Hepburn, and she plays Violet, who is recovering from the loss of her son, who died on holiday with Catherine, who was played by Elizabeth Taylor. Basically, she's trying to force Catherine to have a lobotomy so that she won't remember all the evil things that her son did. And as the story progresses, you start to realize just how twisted Violet was, as was her relationship with her son. And it's really creepy, and you're going to feel like you need a shower after it, but it's so, so good. And I honestly think that when you finally realize how utterly perverse Violet is, it's actually gasp-worthy. Hmm. That is my list. Hagsploitation. It's where the fun's at. I feel like these top ten lists teach me so much more about you guys, and it gives me a, a greater appreciation. <laughs> Appreciation for my relationship with Dawn instead of you, Liz. <laughs> I, I'm just. <laughs> I don't I just know what to you're take implying. A to say that I identify with so many of these women, <laughs> but nobody is in my freezer yet. No, I'm kidding. I, I love these lists. I love them. You guys make me think. You guys remind me that there's other horror films out there. You challenge me, and I just have a good time with them. Yeah, I always learn something. And I may have to watch Suddenly Last Summer. Oh, you which definitely I've heard do. about but never seen. You Although if me and Dawn it. are now like new best friend horror buddies, I, she never writes down my films. But that's maybe because we have so much in common we keep, you know, overlapping. That's probably because they're good horror films. <laughs> Whereas mine maybe are a little bit <laughs> outliers. That's the nice way of saying it. Well, there I, are people like me who like these films. I though. mean, I don't think I've watched any of those. Yeah, she that's definitely stumps was, me a lot. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's, oh, I've watched Lake Placid, of course. Yeah. Um, I think you've watched Eve's Bio, too, right? No. Maybe? No? Oh, oh that's a good you one. would like yeah, that. That's you would a good probably one. like that. Yeah. Okay, well, oh. we hope you enjoy 
Elder, older Americans. Older, older Americans. Americans. <laughs> Woohoo! Go, older Americans. Um, for all of May, we celebrate you. <laughs> but only in May. Only in May. And notice we yeah. stress we celebrate you. Yeah, not, we celebrate you. Yeah. No, that's just not inclusive. Do us a favor and follow us at All Things Horror Homeroom on social media, and we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.